this was rad. It's holy rad. Way rad. Fully rad. I should say that was gnarly. <laughs> All right, and this is the This Was Rad podcast, coming at you with episode number six, uh, where we will be watching, or we have watched, the testosterone-injected wrestling phenomenon that is No Holds Barred. Uh, I am Paul. I'm Greg. I'm Willow. All right, and I can already see Greg's eyes uh, narrowing as uh, he thinks about this movie, so I think before we even get into any of it, why don't we do what we always do, do a little rewind here and go over what we remember about the movie before we even got to it. What were your thoughts there, sir? Well, I remember loving this movie as a kid. Nice. I absolutely remember just, I was a huge wrestling fan, which I think almost everybody was in the, in the oh, 80s. Oh, definitely. I mean, a big definitely. thing. Uh, so this, this movie came out in 89. It did. I was pretty much the perfect age for it. Um, 89 was a good year. Also the year of the wizard. Also the year of RoboCop, I believe. 89, UHF, uh, UHF. Weapon, Batman. No, 89 was a very good year. It was. I remember Hulk Hogan breaking out of a limousine. Oh, yes. I remember... That's and I remember the uh, the bathroom scene. Oh, the yeah, yeah, the in the in the, in the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you one thing that the first note that I wrote down when I thought about this movie uh, was Zeus clanking his braces. I always remember that being like, yeah, that's badass. Zeus, I remember Zeus. Zeus. I that part specifically. Oh, and I remember the guys fighting in like the oil refinery or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I misremember one scene in this movie, actually. Uh, and it is... You were just telling me about it. It was one of your favorite... We actually played... Uh, the, fortunately, we couldn't get any clips of this movie. It was difficult to find, but I did find the trailer. We got a part of that. But you, the clip that you thought we should have had that I misremembered, I always thought it was the two suits that actually defecated on themselves, and it was not. It was another individual, uh, the limo driver. Oh, yeah. So we'll get, we're going to get into that, but uh, yeah, so those, those are some good thoughts. Um, That's everything that I got. Yeah, it's, I was surprised how little I remembered about this movie. Yeah, I totally forgot the Hogan wore blue. That was his main color in this movie. Rip, um, Rip Thomas, I'm sorry. Yes. Dad, you misremembered a lot of things as we are going, or as we are watching it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I admit, I admit. Well, that leads us right into the uh, the next part here, Willow. What was your open? What would be your opening thought of this movie now that you've watched No Holds Barred? Mullets. <laughs> Mullets. <laughs> Good one-word summation of the film. Yeah. I don't agree with that. You know, my Not computer teacher had one. It wasn't good on her. It wasn't good in this movie. <laughs> Well, 
I, I don't know what that says for your computer teacher, really, but I didn't think the movie was just about mullets. I, I, I'll tell you right now. Opening scene. When he comes down to the ring to his, to his music, I was immediately nine years old watching Hulk Hogan on WWF. Kind of yeah. reminded me of someone, you know, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that my, my father looked like Hulk Hogan. Oh. And then Willow, just like a quarter in the movie, and goes, is that Grandpa? Nice. <laughs> You'd be living in a mansion if that had been your grandpa. Well, well, no. Well, actually, no. No. It's, it's, we, I, I would have wrecked a Lamborghini by now. Yeah. You, you would have uh, done time in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and there's a Lamborghini failed, outside, just saying. Would have had a failed singing <laughs> career. Um, yeah. But we would have owned a monkey for a month. So mm. that's the, that's the upside. I yeah, guess. That's true. Why um, a monkey? Can we own a tiger? No. No, we can't own a tiger. I don't, Aw. What, what a tiger. No. Uh, I like white tigers. So getting, you want to own a white tiger? Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, a tiger. It's got to be a white tiger. Yeah. That's a very same, specific tiger. The mm-hmm. same tiger that, uh, that almost uh, killed Siegfried. Siegfried. Or Roy. One of the two. They're interchangeable. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's black and white, and it's a tiger. A penguin's black and white. Why don't you get a penguin? Yeah. Because they're not rare. White Zebras. tigers are rare. How many, how many people do you know that own penguins, Willow? A lot of them. Z- no, you don't. Yeah, they're all Z- stuffed animal penguins. You are not Mr. Popper. You do not own penguins. <laughs> That's right. You're not uh, even the Oz or okay, the we, Okay, we're so... Uh, okay, listen. We're going to get a count out if we don't get back in the ring. That's a good point. Uh, for no holds barred. So, uh, to start right off... Mean Gene. Mean Gene and... Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura with a hell of a haircut. Uh, which, by the way, Governor Ventura, uh, he was the governor of uh, Wisconsin? Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, but hearing his voice in Mean Gene Oakland, I was like, yeah, that's going to be a good match. I was Whatever for, happens. I was waiting for him to say that 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, yeah, yeah, thermite paint that's was definitely yeah. going to get brought up. I've been a frog man. This is not how <laughs> things work. Uh, yeah, okay, but well, anyway. Um, but um, Mean Gene Oakland and, and Jesse doing and ringside A lot announcing. of uh, WWF logos everywhere. WWF. The golden yes. W's yeah. with, into the F are off, man. Yep. What was that? It's, it's It just brought me right back to to being a kid. It uh, was. So the WWF was actually the WWE originally. It was World Wrestling Federation. And then Vince McMahon, in all of his and uh, all of his brilliance, said, "I'm not going to reapply for my copyright. Who else would take it? But the World Wildlife the World Foundation. Wildlife, uh, yeah, not yeah. a wrestling league, sadly. No, um, just a panda organization yeah. or something. Yeah. Panda. They take care of animals. Oh, they take care of penguins. I don't like penguins. Uh, so, anyway, so yeah. Um, well, someone forgot to turn <laughs> off her cell phone." I've got. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was Homer Simpson. <laughs> the first thing I'd like to point out is uh, if you are reading the credits, Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan yes. executively produced this film. You brought this up at the end of the last episode. I did. So, in, in case you didn't listen, first, shame on you. Go back and listen to all of our episodes. Uh, I, I mentioned that what happened with this film is that Vince and Hogan were unhappy with the script. They locked themselves in a hotel room uh-huh. for 48 hours and rewrote the script, and that was the script that was shot with. I would love, just 
just from a, a curiosity standpoint, when you hear a story like that, it makes you want to see what the movie was. Yes. Because... I would very much like to have seen that that original script. Because this one... Wow. There's just... Okay. There's just so many things in this. First of all... Well, um, you know, before, before we get into it, wrestling is fake. And films oh, yeah. are fake. Yeah. This, this is, is all a, fake. But this is a fake movie mm-hmm. about wrestling that is also fake. Yeah, it makes it the realest movie ever made. It's very... <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was trying to wrap my head around this. and so This this is the realest movie. Documentaries that follow real-life people will never be as real as this movie. You're kind of right. Um, so I, I just want to say this, this is written by Hogan, and I just want you to think about this th- throughout what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's about a man, Hulk Hogan, who can single-handedly control TV ratings with oh. his mere presence. Oh, he's a superhero in this movie. Yeah. Just just, just think of that. Now, yeah. for those of you who have not seen the film, we will do a very quick recap. As we always do. And uh, so here we go, as quick and bare bones as I can. Uh, Hulk Hogan plays himself, although he uses a different name for some unknown reason in the film. And he is a gigantic wrestling star. He's the biggest star on American television, you know, ratings are, are through the roof. A rival network wants to get him on their television uh, The World network. Television Network, the most generic yeah. television name, network name, literally, television network name is in, I've yeah, ever heard. It's in there. Yeah, that's what happens when you write a movie on 48 hours when you're full of cocaine. Yeah. Uh, uh, allegedly, we should allegedly. Say allegedly. Why are they what? so obsessed really? with wrestling, though? Like there are well, other on, programs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get ahead of us. The the network executive is very intent on getting Hogan, who says no dice. My word is bond. I'm with another network. These network execs find a dive bar, the diviest of every dive bar. Oh, ever. yeah, yeah. And there's. It's almost like a tough man competition where there's no rules and it's last man standing. The only rule I believe is do not kill the other contender, right? That's the only rule they say. Yes. Don't don't kill them. That's the only rule. And they decide the the network execs. This is what we're going to put on. We're going to put on a only rule is don't kill. And of course the ratings go through the roof. They become incredibly uh, powerful which, and, which, with all the ratings. Which, and, by the way, just yes. just. Just as a quick sidebar, I, I know you're going through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, I feel like this is not to start a, a radio war, but I do feel like this is where Howard Stern got his, well, at least they're listening. Uh, yes. Because they say that in this movie. They do. You know, we got we got all of these telegrams. Telegrams. I have that written <laughs> Telegrams. The old telegram. Uh, and they're not very happy, but they watched. But they watched. Delivered by a fantastic <laughs> Kurt Fuller. Kurt who Fuller. Who was amazing in this movie. Chewing the scenery in this film. Oh, he was Like fantastic. a man possessed. Yes. So, <laughs> this, this crazy built monster of a man named Zeus shows up and... Mops the floor with every contestant on this battle of the tough guys that they've put on. That's actually the name of the battle. Name Ad Wizards who came up with it. Battle of the tough guys. Uh, Eventually, (laughs) they call out Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Rip Thomas, please. Sorry, please. They call out Hulk Hogan. He says no. They beat up his brother. They kidnap his woman. He's forced to go and fight 
where they have said that we're going to, you know, if you don't go down in 10 minutes, we're gonna, you know, kill your girl or whatever. And of course she escapes, everything's fine. Oh, Hulk yeah. Hogan turns the tide, he wins. He then of course teaches those execs a lesson uh, through violence. He kills everyone, two men. Everyone was happily ever after. Well, now technically he didn't see them. Die. And and no one goes over and gets a pulse. You know what? Don't so don't there go ahead. Go. So there's there's the movie in a nutshell. Let's dive right into now, it. Now now here's something that's interesting about about that. Um, and we'll because we watched these movies together. Maybe you can back me up or not. I actually found this to be a romantic comedy. I found <laughs> this film. To be about the divide of the common man and the rich, where the rich are exploiting the poor, I, I until until one of their own brings the dignity back to the poor. I actually wrote um, that uh, that Rip is a true man of the people. He is. He is. No, it's it's eventually one of the poor stands up and reclaims their dignity. Even if you notice between the executives who are so ridiculously rich and they go to the poorest place they can find to get everybody to like you know oh, yeah, come yeah. at them. yeah 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 you know so they're exploiting them but even even within Hogan and Samantha yes she is she is like this rich exec who's also trying to kind of exploit and manipulate Hogan now well, that plot twist it, that, is, that was a huge plot huge twist. plot twist yes written on cocaine in 48 hours Willow I, I have a question on what you thought about the depiction of the common man in this film. First of all, depiction? What does that mean? Uh, presented. Pre the, the, the presentation, the showing of the average man in a bar drinking and just watching two men beat each other within an inch of their lives. What do you think of all those those people that they were showing? Well, that must be a really fun bar. Just get to show up and like beat at people on alcohol. Like, yeah, I mean, a, you're not you're not gonna convince me otherwise. Sounds... I mean, it sounds really awesome. Um, <laughs> it's true. I mean, did you? What did you think about this movie? I'm curious because about what part? Well, just I guess kind of just in general. I okay. mean, this is this is something that exists completely out of out of time for you. You weren't. I mean, when this movie came out, it was Hulk Hogan was probably one of the. Oh, one of I the biggest. Know, probably one of like the top five most like recognizable celebrities in the in the United States. Easily. I mean, he was everywhere. You know, I only recognized one person in this movie. Who was that? Oh um, yeah. Yeah. The executive guy? Yeah, Kurt Fuller. Yeah. Uh, who plays the the primary executive. Um he actually plays another character on a sh on a more recent TV show. Yeah. Yeah, he he's he's one he of, did a lot of movies. He's one of those people I just refer to as those guys. Yeah, he was in Wayne's World. Yep. Um he's, yep. he's in tons of things. Well, so well, yeah. I'm 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 curious. Just how how did this movie strike you? Oh, I'll tell you what. Why, why don't we go with this? What did you think of Rip? What did you think of Rip Thomas, the the main protagonist, uh, Grandpa? Yeah. What did you think of him in this he, movie? He was a people person. Like, he didn't really care about the money. He's just like, you know what? I'm just doing this for the people. Get out of my face. Well, he won't be around when that check gets cashed. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, no one's written out a check to cash, but, you know, he won't be there. He won't be there. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I loved, I, I, I told him, when we were watching the movie, Willow can attest, I started 
maybe this is revealing a bit. I did giggle at points when when he was trapped inside the limo. Yes. I knew what was coming to the point that I was like, oh, and I know I've said this for three three podcasts and I don't care. Someone's about to get some comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of comeuppance in this film. So uh, it was so good. Let's well, I guess you know what. Let, let's go through. So it opens up with a wrestling match, and you see how Hogan, it has to. It has to. Open of course, Wells is going to open. That Hogan is the you know the guy. Now in that arena, there were a lot of empty seats. In a very we don't small talk about arena, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, at a point where WWF again, I mean, I'm, I imagine now it's more popular than it's ever been. I mean, it kind of just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, but well, I feel like back in the 80s, like, everybody I knew watched wrestling. Whereas I'm now, 100%. I don't really think it's that. Well, you know... I only have one friend that I know definitely watches it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You should tell them about this movie. Um, no. I'm good. <laughs> Are um, you sure? So, yeah. anyway, I have, uh... I have, uh... So, um... Uh, so, he gets kidnapped... What did you... Oh, yeah, he gets kidnapped. He gets kidnapped after refusing to work for... Yes. The... What was the exec's name? Do we know? You know, I don't it know. Doesn't I, I wrote yeah, it doesn't matter. Woody. His name is Woody. His name is Woody. That's his character from Psych. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, we... I kept... You know what? His name is Kurt Fuller, and I'm calling him that throughout the movie. Okay, that's fine. Um, um, so, so anyway, okay, so, so we start with a wrestling match. I've written down, no shirt is safe in the WWF. Well, that was Hogan. Yeah, that was Hogan's that was, thing. That was thing. Uh, he in this movie, uh, it's rip him, rip him, which I think does go to your whole forty-eight hour writing scenario because that's the most clever they could come up with. Much like uh, much there's 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 lots of that where there's lots nothing. of creative names. There's no creativity like Battle of the Tough Guys. That's something uh, you'd write down and circle and be like, you know, better better name later, you know. But I'm just going to use that for now, so I'm not hung up on it. Uh, we got hung up on uh, on on the girl's name. Her, her name is literally Samantha Ann Moore. Samantha Ann Moore. At Sam are her initials. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I missed that one. Um, yeah. So yeah. then 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 we cut to the TV exe- the TV network's boardroom. Yes. After this after this wrestling match. Yeah, which was and crazy. Wow, that exec is just you know he hates everybody and he's like oh my god we. Uh, Fired everybody except uh, you, so let's come up with some ideas. And uh, ev- you know, everyone's really, really worried about the ratings, which I laugh. Why because... does everyone care about wrestling? Like, are there no other TV shows? I'm, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, is this some kind of bizarre parallel universe where that's the only <laughs> this, thing on on television? Because I'm like, so this guy's like, well, look at these other networks. We need to do exactly what they're doing. Like, well, well, if you're dead last, don't doesn't that give you the freedom to like do bizarre, crazy things? Like that's how um, that's how Twin Peaks got made. Yeah, they gave they gave David Lynch like a show, and they're like, you do whatever we want. We're, you're dead last in the ratings. We don't care, and th- we got Twin Peaks out of it. Well, I think Willow makes a great point. Is that I mean that that's how on the nose this movie is. It's like it's not even just it's a movie about wrestling set in a wrestling world. It it literally says only wrestling exists as an entertainment form, which, again, it makes it the realest movie in its own universe that it could possibly be, because it's only about wrestling, and that's it, 100%. I, I will say that the term jock 
ass is constantly mentioned. He loved, loved I've never saying that. heard that no. outside of this film. Do you think no. they were like secretly hoping that would catch on as like an insult? I really do. I, f- I feel like that was a t-shirt waiting. Never, I never, I completely forgot. One letter away. <laughs> What? It was one letter away. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was it? What, well, that's that's the other one, thing. One, you, do you could mean it, one telegram away? Could it have been, yes. Could it have been a typo? And they're like, no, we're sticking with it. Oh, I have to believe there was whoever directed this movie had to have looked at the script and said, "You want him to say what? Just do what I yeah. say. Do what I say, brother. <laughs> yes, brother. <laughs> Which, by the way, in this movie." They brought in a real, a real brother, brother for Hulk Hogan. They it was did. awesome. It was fantastic. Uh, way to get it to him. So anyway, Rip goes um, in. So they call Rip in to to present him with with the offer of a lifetime. And the and Rip if he knew did, he wasn't going to do anything or like make any agreement, why did he go? Yeah, you know, that's a fantastic question. And I'll tell you, I think Rip knew at some point he was going to have the opportunity to shove a check in someone's throat, <laughs> and you can't just do that at a bus stop. You have to be in an executive's really? office with a blank check. In this movie, you can assault pretty much anyone. <laughs> no, no, press charges. Oh, no, in this bizarre oh, there is no, world in which no. these people live, there's no such thing as assault charges. Because no. Or any law, law at that point. Lawyers, lawyers. Kidnapping, assault, I think rape. What else? Uh, attempted. Uh, which, uh, by the way, attempted. that scene was scarier as an adult than as a kid because I don't remember that. Um, and I, I, I we, 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 when we get to that, I have some some points I'd like to make. Um, oh, that was anyway. Rough. Um, I have that uh, Hogan shows up after this meeting. They're like, okay, look, we're gonna give this one more run. We're gonna just you know give Hogan a check and say you write down any amount you want and yeah. we will pay you to yeah. be on our network. Yeah, and um. As soon as Hogan walked in, I said, wow, tight pants are in. Because he looks like he's wearing painted-on pants at this point. And he wears it like it's casual. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. Casual spandex. It was a thing in the 80s. Yeah, wow. Uh, Some saxophone music again, because it's the 80s. I wrote that down. Gotta have the saxophone. saxophone. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So they, uh, Hogan crams the check down the guy's mouth. Oh, totally. Says, I won't be here when this clears. Yeah. And uh, growls. The boss, a lot of he growls in this film. Yes, and yeah. then he gives the old uh, the exec gives the old high sign for like like project kidnap Hulk Hogan which, and bring him to a warehouse and beat him up. Which and, would do what? Well, I don't know, but I just <laughs> I just I'm I'm glad that that school of fighting is still around that teaches guys to, in a mob to only attack one at a time. Uh, with, with big, with big over-the-top swings. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, near empty well, cardboard speaking, buckets. Speaking of all the telegraphs they were getting, these guys were telegraphing <laughs> their moves uh, way uh, in advance. Uh, right all of the, these move looks, are, yeah. all the moves are choreographed like one hundred percent. And then we, uh, and then of course he he dismantles them, dismantles them as would be expected of Hogan, Rip. Hogan is, is locked in the uh, town car that he... Or is it a limo? It's limo. Okay, he's, he's in the limo, and it looks like to be steel. Has oh, like steel, yes. Steel, which he breaks through as if, uh, like, a, a mortar charge had gone off. He busts through the Oh, yeah, he totally, he totally Hulk... Yes. Hulked. Hulked out... out. Of that limo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you are playing the drinking game, that is where you will take your first shot on the corniest uh, joke. 
We'll yeah. Another one you can take. Another one. Yeah. Um, um, the warehouse fight starts, and immediately some '80s butt rock starts playing. Uh huh. Oh boy, yeah. is that song yeah. bad? I feel like it was a uh, junkyard dog of a fight. <laughs> And that would be a time for another shot. If you're oh, oh, I didn't know there was a game, so now I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can't do it when you make your own joke. It doesn't work that way. Okay, yeah. so... Uh, so, yeah. so, yeah, classic fight. Hogan mops the floor with everybody. And as a point of the story, makes the driver crap his pants. Which, come on, Will. Totally you're, fake. You didn't like, but did you like that scene? Meh. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. What do you so, cry? So, Willow, I'm, I'm, I'm curious at this point. You have no real frame of reference for anyone in this film. You're watching it. This just happened. A man <laughs> has crapped his pants. Are, are you excited about the rest of this film? I don't know. Like, I was kind of neutral the whole time. Like, I oh, did, but I didn't. Insult. The worst insult oh. a movie can have. Yeah. You're in the blah spectrum. Like, it was... Wow. I don't know. I I, I, I was laughing. Um, it got me. I so, don't know why. So uh, we then we then cut to a scene of Hogan with his, like, publicity team. Yeah. And they're saying, hey, we've got this new woman in charge here. and uh, you know, Samantha she, Ann Moore. She's going to... Uh, that's so bad. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know she's she's gonna come in and you know she's gonna make make some changes and of course Hulk is instantly wooed. Oh yeah, paying attention. Oh yeah, classic staring her down. He was a class. He was a classic jock ass, in which he he stopped looking at at what was going on. Yeah, the classic. Excuse me. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was almost down for a three count, <laughs> just looking at her. But luckily, he he broke free. I want a super cut of all of these <laughs> in the episode. Uh, um, so, yeah, it was pretty... Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, but, so, she decides that she's going to take him out. And this is, by the way, where I feel like the romantic comedy of the movie, which, when I when I remember the ki- as a kid, I do remember more of the action stuff, obviously. Than, yes. You know, I, am, I am the same. A lot um, of action. I did not remember, like, the... Uh, the scene that comes next, actually. Right. And but now, as an adult, I appreciate it as almost like a uh, Sleepless in Seattle meets WCW. Uh, I, I Hell was, in a Cell. I was. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, uh, it actually reminded me of uh, the the Frank Capra classic. It happened one night because there's a scene in which. The two main characters have to share a room. Oh, we're gonna get together. hold. Stop, don't don't, oh, don't no, hold, get on, ahead, hold on. Don't get ahead of me. And they divide the room. Stop. With a sheet. Stop. Don't don't yes. tell me that was that was from anywhere else but this movie. Uh, all, sorry, it was no from no. One of the don't only don't make me body slam you. Really? Major important Oscar. So, uh, Is that their really original thought? <laughs> stop it. So don't ruin this for me. Oh my God! Did my little independent podcast really get interrupted for a commercial? You bet it did. Uh, so I am here to tell you about our first plug, which comes in the awesome support of my wife, Sam, uh, who graciously greenlit the purchase of some new mics for the show, trying to make it better. So in a little bit of quid pro quo, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about her brand spanking new book, The Prodigal Daughter. The Prodigal Daughter, written by S.C. Harvey, is the exciting sequel to Sandcastles and Seashores that tells the story of one woman's struggle to deal with both physical and emotional pain as she learns about her own powers and the home that she knows nothing about. In The Prodigal Daughter, our heroine finally journeys back to her home 
along with her husband-to-be Nicholas, Maddie sets out on a new journey of self-discovery and faces a new threat that will test all of her powers. Is she strong enough to save Thalea? You'll have to read The Prodigal Daughter to find out. You can find The Prodigal Daughter and Sandcastles and Seashores, written by S.C. Harvey at Trafford Publishing or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or whichever your preferred online seller would be. So go ahead and check out The Prodigal Daughter. Thank you. Uh, they go They go to a, a French fancy French restaurant. And... You were supposed to walk in knowing fake French, apparently. First of all, all I can say is... <laughs> it was is, so bad. <laughs> I can speak better French. Is this restaurant, like, only there when the church is in session? Because <laughs> that was clearly a church with tables. And, of course, the waiter is being all stuffy and, and giving Hogan the business. Oh, le hamburger yes. with le French fries. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then, of course... <laughs> that is not how you say that. The chef comes out, and he's cool. like... What did you tell me? Our special guest is here. No, 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 no. And of course, classic twist. Yes. Hogan, uh-huh. Hogan knows all about the French. This, this, this man is new. I apologize. Yes. I'm sure those were actual French people and not people just I feel, I feel like, trying uh, to put on the worst French accent in uh, the That world. French guy, he, he played a good heel to uh, to the waiter's baby face. He did. In that scene. It was classic. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I'm not so, even done. We're not. We're only oh, 20 yeah. minutes in. We're we only, got. we yeah. So much more. I started time. writing them down. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I have a uh, question. Yes. 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 Wait, any question you want? <laughs> why is the phone attached to the car? Oh. Or why do they have like a home phone inside a car? That. <laughs> Those were known as car phones before cell phones came about. Your it phone is. had to be attached to your car. Yeah, yeah. So not, but I think I love her observation. Is it's not even that it's a a phone in the car, it has a cord to the car. Yes, it's like a it's home phone. I mean, oh, I haven't classic. seen many oh, of them, but oh, they were awesome. They were mm-hmm. uh, they were very expensive. You know, the the phones my, uh, were, were. I remember my dad got one. My I was about to say my father got one uh, from a friend of his, and I remember him trying to set it up. And uh, I think he made one phone call, yep. and then it completely died. Nice, yeah. yeah. Which well, was which was pretty much '80s technology. Oh yeah, yeah. At that point, uh, you know, phones were were uh, not that greatly made. So, uh, so that's where the beginning of the romantic comedy starts, and then they go off and they then, go to that restaurant, right? Yeah. So we just talked about that. Just, no, the other one. They go to the bar. The diner. Yes. Oh, that, that oh, happens next. Yes. To, the next scene, they're in that bar, which is oh, like yeah. the diviest dive bar. There's yeah. like people on the floor passed out. There's a a like makeshift ring where people are Oh, you're talking about the executives up. now. The executives. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. There you go, so Willow, yeah, walk us through that scene. They go in, and then there's, of course, a little midget in a cage above them. They prefer the term little person. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, not in the 80s. Oh, no, no. In the 80s, it was the M word, but now... The M word. We're running out of letters. Yeah. <laughs> and then the sister walks up, like, something about her brother. Then they send the brother into the ring, like, to fight. And... Oh, yeah, it was for the tip. Like, if he won, then he gets the tip. So then they fight, and then they come up with this beautiful name for their new challenge, the Tough Guy Challenge, I believe. I wrote it down. Battle. Battle of the Tough tough Guys. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
Yes, Battle of the Tough Guys. Which I, which by the way, I what I, the scene the scene in the hotel that I picture is is Vince stalking back and forth, Hogan trying desperately to cover up all of his injection needle marks. Right. And Vince going, "What are we going to call this? What are we going to call this? I don't know, brother. How about the Battle of the Tough Guys? I like it." <laughs> <laughs> And then they both do a line of code. And then, and, right, uh, go crazy. Right, off a dead hooker. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Throw her onto the pile, Vince. <laughs> um, then, um, uh, I, I wanted to know how much hepatitis was in that bar. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even fathom. Although, Simple I will answer, say, too much. I will say, um, if you're going to go to a bar like that, I would probably suggest using a stall so that a large behemoth of a man that you've just insulted yes. uh, does not come out and then insult your manhood. Yeah, yeah. That, yes. that, that happens in this film where the, the executives are, are of course, funny. insulting nice. the common man yes. by uh, by saying, uh, you know, horrible sort of crap. Well, the Neanderthals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really uh, feel like they were doing a good uh, executive promo for the upcoming battle. Yes. Um, it could have taken place uh, either in that bathroom or Piper's Pit. Hmm. What's that? I like that. Yeah. Well, it was um, right next to uh, Jim Cornette's. Uh, or, no, Bobby Heenan. It was Bobby Heenan who had the, uh, the corner. Yeah. Bobby the Brains. So, the, the Bobby ad the Brain wizards Heenan. come up with the Battle of the Tough Guys. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they go to town. <laughs> and, uh, which I... Uh, I just have written here, somewhere between this and when Rip is talking about, uh, uh, is talking to his trainer who said that he trained Zeus. Yes. So, oh, yeah, we didn't so, even get into Zeus. His so introduction. The battle of the tough guys yeah. is going on, yep. and there's there's three guys have shown up, and they're all fighting. Yep. And then in the middle, the door kicks open. Everyone stops. Zeus walks in, and a woman walks up to him and just says... Oh, are you here for the? Are you here for the battle? <laughs> Who, by the way, very what polite. was she doing in that bar? I don't she know. She was very polite. Yes, she was. Zeus picks her up by the face, <laughs> just lifts her. This woman has done nothing but just ask if he's or Carol. She just wants to know his name. Just, just, hey, oh, hello, welcome. And what does she get? You know, crunched in the face, picked up, and then thrown into a barrel. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Carol. Yeah. Once again, but you know what? So I'm sure uh, she was well taken care of. The the they say, let him fight. Yeah. Kurt. Well, of course. Kurt says, let him fight. And of course, he goes in, and they're hitting him. Nothing's phasing him. He's literally wearing his prison uniform. Yeah. Like yeah. He literally was like either burst out of prison, which like the I have to I have to believe that's what happened. Um. Or they let him out, and he just ran from the next state over. Um, I've written down here when he's fighting, Angel Dust is a hell of a drug. Because, <laughs> wow, this guy is on something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tommy so it, Tiny Lister. Yes, yes. Is that uh, cool the first time I remember seeing him in this film. And then he appears pretty regularly in different movies. As oh, he's in he's in a fantastic Various movie, different uh, movies. Fifth Element. He's also in Jackie Brown. He yes, plays yes. the assistant to the yep. uh, bail bondsman in that film. Yep. Which is, in that movie, he's kind of just a regular actor. And... Surprise to me because I only saw him in these kind of like dumb, like you know, well, no, crazy. In, guy. In, I guess Fifth in Fifth Element, he, he plays the president. Yeah, you're right. He does play the president. 
Anyway. Uh, but yeah, but in uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a normal movie, a normal guy in that movie. Uh, the so this this is an it cuts to Hulk Hogan and he's sitting with his brother, another guy who I guess is the brother's friend and a woman. We don't ever find out who that woman. Oh, is. his brother is fantastic, but um, his brother, just so you know, um, I know he's in other stuff. He he is Jacob from Lost. Okay. Uh, he plays pretty much the god. The good god figure of Lost. Okay. And he has also played, second movie in a row, he played Lucifer in the television show Supernatural. Oh, there you go. Okay. So we're we're on a string of Supernatural actors. Yeah, I like that. And... I like that show, just... They, uh... Yeah, we've seen your Coming up on season 11. (laughs) Uh, So the Hulk Hogan's trainer explains that he used to train this guy... Right. Until yes. he killed a guy in the ring after the bell rang. That I always thought was to which I very say, interesting. Wrestling is fake. And he killed a guy after the bell rang. Well, I, what I always wanted to know was, was, was it a 10 count for being outside of the ring? Or Ooh. was it a, a, a three count? What if it was a steel cage match? Oh, it very well could have been. Oh, then it changes everything. You know, did he kill him from a with a pile driver, yeah. a body slam, uh, a reverse suplex? There's so, There's so yeah. many unanswered questions yeah. in that Nobody statement. Nobody knows. Yeah. Did he give him a tombstone? Well, that would be the Undertaker. That's, signature. that's too yeah. far in the in the future. Yeah. I don't think the Undertaker. Yeah, maybe a Stolkone stunner. I hope you're drunk yet. Yeah. Oh boy. These are all wrestlers, Willow. They're all wrestlers. It's funny, you know what? I know. We, we keep talking about newer wrestlers, but So then then I um then then it cuts to the executives and they're they're saying that the ratings are through the roof. Amazing. So yeah. and then and then, well, and then it's clearly that's how quickly death the eminence of death could possibly so what I don't understand is they have this really good wrestler getting them good ratings. What are they still doing with grandpa? Oh, with Rip. Yeah, you know. I, I think he's so fixated that he figures, like, our ratings are good. Think how much better they'll be so, if we get this guy. Uh, well, But I'm with you. Why not just say, hey, you know what? No. We're doing great. So let's just ride this out. Because, right? and I'll tell you why. I, I, can, I can explain How much are they paying Zeus? I mean, I, come on. Probably. Right. I don't think that guy's got a great business acumen. Call <laughs> crazy. I think he's just happy with new pants and a shirt. But yeah, and you know some hard-boiled eggs when he's hungry. That's all he really um, cares about. I'll tell you exactly why they go after Rip. Because in classic, it, I I know we throw that word around because we're talking about old movies, but really it, in all of wrestling today, back then, back 40, 50 years ago, you have to have a good guy and a bad guy to set up to the big match because the big match is really where you're going to make all the money. Like WrestleMania, that that's really what they were kind of pawning off right there was WrestleMania. I think they were on WrestleMania three at that point, and they that's what they were trying to capitalize on is that you have this main bad guy, you have this main good guy, and they just taunt each other back and forth. They used to do actual promos. Speaking of uh, that, I have a question. So please. Zeus comes up to um. Rip while he's at a kid's charity thing and like really oh you really gosh, think he's yeah. gonna fight at a charity event? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, that was that was the ultimate rip knows how to be a real person. Oh he is yes. a human and Zeus is a machine. Yes. Built built by the corporation. And I would like to point out that this film came out in nineteen eighty five. It was WrestleMania five. 
1989, this film came out. WrestleMania 5 okay. is what they were at. Still okay. very, very... Now, what's WrestleMania? So WrestleMania was just a big... It was just a big event. It was like an end-all... It's like the Super Bowl of the World Series of Wrestling. That's Only entertaining. I don't think any of those sound entertaining. <laughs> well, I, I suppose it depends on if you win or lose money. So Zeus shows up, and he really decides, you know, he threatens Rip. Rip doesn't go for it because Rip's the bigger man. He, he knows better. He's surrounded by kids. Fantastic scene. And then him and Samantha go on a more of a press tour, and that's when we get to the scene that you were talking about, which this scene, as a kid, I remember the, the humor in it. Yes. Um, and then I'm talking about, of course, the scene in the in the uh, in the hotel in the hotel room. where uh, Rip sets up a. Uh, there's one bed, of course. The hotel is sold out, of course. So it sets up the situational comedy, <laughs> um, where they have to divide up the room, divide up the bed, and Rip does. So it. all of a sudden using, they have two the way, blankets too. Yeah, that's some excellent tape. Wait, by the way. oh yeah. I just want to point out now they have two blankets. Well, there's the 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 cover sheet and then the, the sheets and the duvet. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Anyway, just saying. It. It's the it's actually the cover you should throw away and burn before you actually get out of. Oh yeah, that's where all the bugs are. Yeah. So he sets up a divided bed and I, and a la it happened one night. Uh, yes. And, stop. <laughs> and uh, so we're talking about the the scene and as a kid, well, as an adult watching this movie, and it was awkward with my wife and daughter in the room. I did remember why I like that scene so much. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is it because it references Frank Capra's classic film that happened no, one night. No, it does not. I'm no. sorry, Mom! Uh, no. It is uh, Samantha um, has forgotten all of her pajamas, apparently, in this other hotel room. Samantha and your wife, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know. Um, uh-huh. And, sure. And, well, you know, watch the movie. You'll get it. As a nine-year-old, certainly... I love uh, you, Mom! <laughs> I think it certainly got the movie going for me. Oh, yeah, 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 when you're nine, I mean... But then, of course... Also, when, when we were kids, I mean, there was nothing on television, and the internet didn't exist, so... No, you had Sears yeah. Catalog, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, Sears Catalog. Um, so anyway, uh, so then that happens, and of course, the comedic scene in which Rip breaks the bed. Yes, he lays down on the bed, and it just collapses. Of course. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it, it was pretty much choreographed as a uh, as a boot to the face, or a clothesline would be. <laughs> Keep them coming. I'm gonna... Keep them coming. Don't, don't you worry. I I certainly will. But right after this sets up what is the plot twist of the movie. Sam is actually working for the bad guys. It's, she's a double agent. And this also marks the point where Sam crumbles into a helpless yes. female character that yes. can do absolutely nothing. Previous to this, when she comes in, she's strong, she's, she's dominant. Yeah. Yep. She's competent. She's she's like, hey, can we keep on task? Hey, we got work to do. You know, I've got all these plans. This is what we're gonna do. She's on top of everything. And then as soon as it's revealed she's a double agent, she's crying. She constantly needs Hulk Hogan's approval for everything. She can't do anything at all. And yep. it's she is absolutely helpless yeah. for the rest of this movie. Yeah. So, uh yeah, some some stuff happens. And then uh of course Sam is trying to get into her apartment through a parking garage at some point. Yes. And which... a guy comes out of nowhere, grabs her, now throws her on the ground. I always thought this was a kidnapping scene. Nope. But no. No, it's I not. actually I actually wrote and I believe I exclaimed while watching the movie, 
holy implied rape scene. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> and then what because... happens? Uh, Hogan, of course, shows up on his Harley, chases the guy away. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, so well, it's just like Hogan, as if he had Hogan. run down to the ring with a chair to save his buddy at the last minute. Just like that. Yeah, you know, you don't see it coming, but there he is. <laughs> so he shows up. Oh, Jesus. Uh, he shows up. Hogan shows up, interrupts this, what is clearly an attempted rape. Yeah, it's pretty rough. This is how he handles it. Are you okay? All right. And he drives away. <laughs> yes. He has all the comfort and care uh, of a bear... <laughs> finding a wounded fox and he goes oh I'm gonna go get a salmon and I'll come right back and he's yeah oh my god it's so bad it's really bad I just I just remember going if positions were reversed (laughs) in some sort of Pulp Fiction-esque universe yeah Hogan would not be having that response (laughs) am I okay wait here and off you go that is inappropriate it was so rough it was so rough how about oh my god (laughs) Let's call the cops right now. This is right? out of control. Well, We're there moving. are no cops. There are no law. There's, That's there's nothing. established. There is only wrestling. Yes. Two men enter, yeah. one man leaves. Wrestling. Yes, which, interesting. Uh, I did feel like during that scene, Hogan, or Rip, he, he so he rides off after the guy, puts him on the motorcycle, carries him, and then throws him into the tree, to which I could only think, if you've attempted to rape my woman, the worst I would do to you is not throw you into a tree. I, I feel like there's that scene doesn't go far enough. Like it's, I, I, like it's already implied he's about to do horrible things to her, but but the comeuppance in that scene is just kind of mediocre. Yeah, it, it, um, uh, he hits the tree and his face is not bloody. I kind of I, I was thinking about this and I was thinking like, wouldn't it be better if it was more of a um, like that that scene from Sin City where he's driving down the street when Marv's driving down the street trying to get information and he just has the guy's head in his hand and he just jams it on the road as he's driving down the street like kind of you know he's that already on the awesome. Harleys yeah yeah you know, you know something you know and and he'd have some witty line you know oh yeah, yeah. like now we'll see some skin brother and well, he, you know he's just like r- you know rip his face well you off. just figure I mean in that situation he would have a razor blade in his sleeve to which to cut over his eye <laughs> As he hits the tree. Wouldn't uh, it have been great if they called the cops and he pulls out the razor blade like cut Sam (laughs) right above the eyebrow. uh, Oh, look, she's bleeding. This uh, is out of control. A la Dustin Rhodes and or uh, uh, Ric Flair, who who are famous for doing that. Once again, you missed out on on a decade of awesome. Willow, how did you interpret this scene? I thought it was funny how my dad was like, oh my goodness, it was rape. What? And I recognized it right away. So obviously well, I was, something has changed in but the I time. I was exclaiming from a kid. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I just, it, it's just, I, I mean, the movie up to this point has been kind of like lighthearted and dumb. Yeah. And then somebody's trying to pull a rape. It just seems. Lighthearted and dumb the whole movie, really? The, well, yeah. I mean, up to yeah. that scene, yeah. Up, yeah, yeah. Again, an ex- Are you watching a different movie? Something I like to say all the time. <laughs> wait a second. This film suddenly ratchets up to 11. Very, you know, out of nowhere. Bam, you're there. So wait a second. What what else in this... I, I know we're almost through the movie, but what what else in this movie did you feel was not lighthearted and, and humorous? Up the multiple points? assaults? 
Yes, but they're fun, <laughs> comical assaults. I think this is a classic case of, of guys look at this and we're like, ha 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 ha, great. Willow's just like, what is wrong with everybody <laughs> in this place? This is crazy. Or, yeah. well, no, what will kids say? That's cray cray. No. They don't say You're cray, not cray. in California. No. You're not in no. California. What do kids no. say? They don't, don't say, don't say anything. I'm, I'm sure I don't know. What are they They'd I'll probably just give you an eye roll and I'll then tell walk you what away. I, I would have said, and I, I did write this round. Oh, boy. Uh, she should have been, uh, Coco, beware of her surroundings. <laughs> uh, almost forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's all wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig. <laughs> I'm now in a room with lobsters. Congratulations. Oh, you better carry the podcast for a minute. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, oh no, you guys, him That's breaking down laughing is funny enough. That's the best. <laughs> Sorry. It's just such a dumb joke and such a heavy subject. happens and then Rick's brother gets beat up by Zeus. Which, by the way, I wrote down immediately. Randy's his name is Randy, because now that I've gotten to the part where I wrote it down, uh, Randy's buddy, he just should have shut his mouth, because oh. they're, they're about to leave. Okay, they got roughed up. Um, so what happens is Zeus is fighting. He, Zeus has left the ring, and now he's fighting people literally in foundries. Um, For no reason. Yeah, he's just yeah, going... He's we're in a Madonna video, he's fighting going, people. He's going where the people go. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to emulate Rip by being where the people are. Yeah, and so he uh, so he goes to this foundry of all places, and he's fighting these guys. And Rip's brother goes to to check it out. Now, why? <laughs> yeah, I also want to know why he's there. They televised. It was a curiosity thing. Couldn't he have just watched it on TV? I know. Right. But what? But what Randy does? What Rip's brother does is he does the classic. I wore. The band's T-shirt to the concert, yes, because he, he wears a rip'em, a rip'em T-shirt, which is his brother's catchphrase, and so Zeus, of course, starts losing it. Because um, only the executive can control him. Um, Zeus starts losing it. People start running from the scene, and they run to the executives, almost getting clotheslined as they run by. Um, almost, and then they. The executive's all. Oh, you came to check him out, and then he's the executive notices the shirt, Kurt Fuller there, and he goes, "Oh, we got a couple of Ripple fans." Now at this point, they could have just said, "Yes, now we like Zeus, and we're leaving, and no harm, no foul." Instead, his brother goes, "No, we're not converts. That's Rip's brother." <laughs> what he should have said was, "Hey, bro." Hey, Randy, why don't you get in this grave that I've started digging for you? Because <laughs> you already and... threw me under that bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a all I, all I could think of is, like, 1940s Germany. Like, yeah. oh, you guys have come to sign up uh, for the for the Nazis. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, this guy's Jewish. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, same felt, thing. Like, I almost felt like it was Jim the Animal Nightheart finally turning on Bret Hart. Like, oh. you just couldn't imagine it happening, but there it was. Who have, who have we met? <laughs> Tatanka. I don't think we brought him up. Oh, I've got more. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lucky yeah. Tonk Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have an Andre the Giant of a scene coming up. So. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh, of course, Zeus beats up Hulk's brother. 
puts him in the hospital. Yeah. Kind of paralyzes him, I think. It's kind of, like, implied that he's paralyzed. Uh, no, no, no. It's definitely because it is, that's, one of the, like, that's a linchpin. The thing at, with the yeah, hand at the, the end. end okay. Yeah. So then Rip is at the hospital in all black. <laughs> We've lost Willow. Because she can't course, even recover from Willow. He's, he's, he's in mourning. Yes. Like his brother has died. Yes. Well, and he, he's just back in the black and red. In he turn, only had two outfits this a whole little, movie. A little piece of himself, I think, died. Uh, we have a montage. Zeus training while Rip well, well, his hold brother on, hold on. recover. You're missing one of the scenes that I do that I remembered as a kid. I, I forgot to mention When he tells beginning. him he's proud that he stood up to Zeus? No. Oh. When Hogan goes and tears apart Zeus's studio... Which I remember as a kid was just like, yeah, that's awesome. And he throws the dumbbell at the at the knee. That is, um, what's it called? Vandalism. Another crime. Well, I mean, in, you should, in the I, scheme I want of you things. from now on to start writing down all the crimes you see in every movie. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not joking. I think that'd be a great skit. It's going to be do rough. Willow's, like, crime corner. <laughs> and at the end of the film, you're just like, here we have in this movie, you know, vandalism, three counts. Assault, yeah. you know, premeditated murder. It would be fantastic. Yeah. Almost rape? <laughs> Almost rape. Yeah. That's well, called attempted rape. That's attempted. Yeah. Okay, we that's a word we should maybe not throw mu- as much into this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, we've it. said it a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But to so, be fair, this film treats um, treats that like it's a throwaway. It's it's insulting. It's it a, really is. It's a yeah. throwaway thing. It, yeah. I mean... Not that, uh, what, what should we expect? This no film, arguments. This film's written 48 hours on cocaine. I mean, come yeah. on. Uh, so then, uh, so Rip goes and tears up. Uh, he Zeus's rips son. up. He rips up, if you will. He rip-ums uh, Zeus's workout center. Would you say he oh, goes on the warpath? <laughs> Isn't that what the Tonko would do? He'd go on the warpath? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No. I, I, no. I, no. Feel, I feel like he caused lost. an earthquake. There you go. Yeah. I like that. No. I'm Mount lost. Fuji of a, of a ooh, ooh. I like that. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So then he, our audience is going to be drunk. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, no, nobody's listening at this point. We so I've been like, drinking. We've been, <laughs> at least one of us has an excuse. So Rip finally, finally get agrees. To, we finally get to the match of all matches. Yeah, he he agrees he's going to be there. All his friends show up, and that's when they kidnap Sam. Oh, by and the of way, of course the she's in the and, back and by he, herself. Of course, and and Rip gets a phone call saying, "If you don't go down in ten minutes, when the match starts, there's gonna be consequences." Yeah. So he said he tells his buddies like, "Hey, you've got like ten minutes to find her. Get on it." Which doesn't happen. They actually uh, she escapes yeah. by herself, which is the first time since she's, she's pulled herself together. It's the first time since since she's not a double agent that she has decided to like. Oh, hey, maybe I can just take care of myself and and do things normally. But I almost, so but I almost felt like it was like it was a sneaky way. Like it was almost like she was hiding under the ring the whole time, and then comes out. Like it doesn't feel like she's Sam is uh, <laughs> saving. She gets herself out. They she does uh, very quickly. Everyone realizes she has sneaked out. They chase her. She uh, needs saving again when she's in the well, elevator. As she's going down an elevator, everyone else is running after her, yeah. Scooby-Doo style, down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, might as well have had Yakety Sax playing at that point. Mariachi band, I believe. Oh, mariachi. That would, that would also have been acceptable. Yeah. Right when they're about to grab her, Rip's entourage comes in. Yeah. And so everybody gets back. By While this is happening, of course, Hulk Hogan is... 
he's given a little bit yeah. in the ring, but he's taking more of a beating. Which, because... by the way, when I was watching this, so I wrote it down. Of all the things that have happened in this movie so far, that the match between him and and I understand Rip's not trying to be to beat him. He's trying to just take a beating. But even still, I I kind of felt like it was. Yeah, like it wasn't even very exciting. No, it was very choreographed. It was yeah. not particularly well, that's brutal. Yeah, I almost felt like I was watching, you know, a, a superstar watch a jobber uh, through the whole thing. It's a very, very good description. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe, um, maybe a Brooklyn Brawler kind of deal. Coco Beware was, was a pretty Yeah, we've cool. already used that. Yeah, we yeah. used that already. Yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We'll just throw that in there. Sure. We should just uh, name wrestlers. Barber Beefcake. Yeah. Yeah, uh, with Randy Macho Man Savage, you Randy. mentioned earlier. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Uh, let's see. Tsunami. Uh, he's good. Um, Dustin Rhodes. We already we already named him. Uh, Four Horsemen, even though they were WCW. I think we've really gone off on a tangent. Razor Ramon. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake was the 80s. Razor Ramon would have been just... Yeah, after. he was He was probably early 90s. Anyway, so of course, <laughs> Sam shows up. Hulk sees her, and uh, Willow, I'd oh. like you to describe the last five minutes of this movie. The oh, from your, from your perspective. Hulk is getting beat when up. Ho- when Hogan does... When Grandpa's getting beat up, when, when, and he sees and Samantha. He does, and he does his... What? Of course, who gives him power, and then he starts winning. Like, okay, she's not in danger, I can win, bye. And then he kills him and apparently we can't say he just kills him and, <laughs> and in case you missed that she was giving air quotes attempted murder yeah i mean well throws him into the center and of course it collapses because um these aren't sturdy of course for wrestlers like who thought that out no they, one they're obviously. cutting corners they're cutting yeah. corners yeah they are all. oh yeah they broke the ring like no one Probably no referees doesn't. here oh hey you just broke the ring oh, oh have fun actually that's a that's a fantastic point at one point literally zeus takes a broken piece of steel and is about to put it through rip's head isn't that the first and only rule of the tough guy competition is don't kill the man that Maybe is. he's gonna put it to like the side I of the head. Hogan where he is exactly out kill him. Him. What's that? Maybe he's gonna put it in like like the edge of the head where it wouldn't exactly kill him, but it wouldn't exactly leave him uninjured. Well, I kind of feel like okay, so so Rip is bounced out of a limo at this point. He, I don't think he's really gonna survive a a steel pole through the skull. I don't know. Who's <laughs> the so, magic? So so Willow, and then. Okay, so they're going the, down. The ring collapses. Mm-hmm. Then the executive guy's like, oh, hey, um, you're going off schedule. Then Rip comes over, pushes him into e- electricity. No, he doesn't push him into it. Or he, he falls back. He falls in, because now the executive, who is so angry, the first thing... Well, he starts maybe, ripping maybe everything was, apart, like, yeah, accomplishing nothing. Good job. Yeah, he, he's so <laughs> angry, he's destroying everything he's built. I feel a real synopsis, or a, uh... Symbolic. Symbolic of, of what's happening. Just like Zeus falling to Rip, his his empire will now fall. Yes. And so like he's that. tearing it apart before Very anyone good. else can. I, 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 also, I feel like that's pretty high level for, for Vince and Hogan to write. I think they just thought it'd be cool if he ripped stuff up and then get electrocuted. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and really? that has to kill him. Electricity, brother. Yeah. That has to kill him. Like, like taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3. <laughs> um, the, um, I'm sure 
I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah, isn't it interesting though that the WWF at the time wrote a movie that is critiquing levels of violence for profit thrust upon the American television audience? Just think about it. I think what their point was is we made a kick-ass wrestling movie and we don't actually kill people, so you can keep watching us. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I Maybe. get it. I don't know. Not a lot of thought. I I feel like. Well, uh, yeah, and and I mean, and that's 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 the movie. Yeah. The guy um, gets electrocuted. Well, well, it's not the movie because at the end, okay. the ultimate theme song, "No Holds Barred." Begins. No holds barred. Yes. Yes. Fantastic song. Fantastic song. So there we go. As uh, we always do. Yep. Paul, was this film rad, and is this film rad? Was this rad? This was amazingly rad as a kid. Is this still rad? I was a seven-year-old schoolgirl watching this movie, giggling and smiling the entire time. We well, you know. Uh, it was, <laughs> it is amazingly rad. Okay, I, I'm going with, was this rad? Anyone who grew up in the 80s, I don't think they can say this film was not rad. This film was huge. Huge, huge, huge. Is this film rad anymore? No. However. You know, my dad predicted it's, that. It's, I would watch this again in a heartbeat. This movie is hysterical. It's That's hilarious. a tough one. Really? It's hilarious. You know, my dad predicted that. He's like, you know, I don't think Greg's going to. No. Agree with me on this one. It's no, I, I'm, and I, but I'm, I'm not besmirching anyone who thinks it's rad. That's fine if you still like it, but it's just not. No, I don't. It did not hold up for me. <sighs> okay, Willow, it's down to you. I agree with what Greg said. Oh, not man. rad, but I've, funny. I've been, I've been outvoted, but it's still rad in the hearts and minds of America. Uh, yeah. Until I, I you feel, watch it again, I feel like in, uh, <laughs> I feel like in a no holds barred match of movies. This movie would continue to be I, the world champion. I forgot to mention something. Well, as I remember. The short shorts he was wearing. Oh, man. <laughs> Are we going to end with short shorts? That's rough. That's a good place to end, I guess. Um, uh, I, I don't just know. short shorts. I don't feel like I want to discuss that. Um, okay, so we're going to end the, uh, the podcast now since we're scatterbrained and fun at the same time. What movie will we be watching during this time? Well, there could be only one movie that we're going to watch next oh, week. Wow. What is it? Oh, The I... Highlander. Yes, The Highlander. It sounds like it's about like this spaceship. That's exactly what it's about. Okay. Or not at all. This was Rad. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, this was Rad. You can find us there. Um, Greg, again, doing a fantastic job. Um, Thank you. Yeah, visit the Facebook page and like post stuff. Or respond yep. to questions. I try to post something every day. I usually don't. I try. Yeah. Uh, definitely, if you're listening to us and you like the podcast, please, please, please share us and get people to friend and like us, get more listeners. Uh, we want to continue to build this. So you can do that there. You can also find us on iTunes. This was rad. So it's really good there. And uh, that's oh, about it. Uh, I, uh, corrections corner over here. Oh. Last week, I said that Kenny Loggins wrote The Heat Is On. And that was Glenn Fry. I'm terribly sorry, Glenn. I meant no disrespect. Like, uh, like Footloose, I had forgotten that you had said that. Uh, so, <laughs> listen to the podcast. It, it's funny, Willow. 
has a fantastic uh, idea of what to do with her money. Uh, mm, but the, yeah, wow. And uh, and of course we had our first plug sponsor. And, That's right. Uh, That's a big deal for us. Um, so go ahead and check out the Prodigal Daughter by S. C. Harvey. And that's it. I'm I've heard it's good. Available on Amazon. And Barnes and Nobles. Anything else? The only place that sells books anymore, Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, that's true. Or if you can be just Dalton. find it find a B Dalton. There's probably I dare you. probably on I the dare internet. you to find a B Dalton. What's I, that? I can't even find a Twitter. Take a picture. Take a picture of a B Dalton if you find one and send it to me. I want to see it. What's a B doll? Oh, is it a B on a doll Facebook. and then an N? I will give you a prize. I'll Ooh, find it. I don't know what it will be. Our first prize giveaway. You find me in an operating B Dalton. How do you spell that? Picture. No. No, we're not looking it up. We're pretending it's 1989. You actually have to see it. Take a Polaroid. Oh, a Polaroid. <laughs> that's right. those, those Polaroid cameras are like $180 now. Just saying. Oh, that's what they were back in 1985. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's kill it. Uh, I'm let's Paul. put this one down for the three count. I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it third time. I promise this is the end. Short sure is. I think I'm just going to edit it back at short shorts. <laughs> I am Paul. I'm Greg. I'm Willow. What was her name? So-